it time for illegal ham interface? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Everybody, I am that fat guy, and welcome to another episode of Legal Ham in the Face. Let me bring in my one cohort today because I am down to one. Let me bring in Big Brad. What's going on, Big Fella? Man, how's it going? It's going good. You know, just a uh, uh, crappy day here in Cleveland. I mean, I you know, after the shit show that was last night of Monday Night Football, and mm-hmm. having everybody, including Lewis Riddick, Peyton Manning, and Eli Manning criticize our Cleveland Browns and coaching staff, uh, you know, we're here today to talk about it. So sure. before, we, before we do, before we get into it, uh, we always have to do our uh, Lake Erie APA and our um, Harold Keel, our sponsor of the show. Uh, we thank him again. Uh, we will be starting up here soon for the Lake Erie APA, and we're going to have a fun time. So if you guys will ever want to play in it, let us know. But right now, waiting in the winds, we have our Gauntlet League winner, Brian. And I want to get him out of the room oh, yeah. before we get into uh, us yelling about the Browns. Sure. Uh, the Gauntlet League winner by a whopping 2.4 points is none other than the Juice. What's going on, Cap? What's up, fellas? Hey, there's a chance. Oh, you know. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. So you are driving now. You just got done working out because he had to get in shape because he doesn't want to look like us for some odd reason. Well, sure. New Year's resolution time. Yeah. That'll last That'll last I'm glad somebody's picking us up. (laughs) I got you. But uh, I wanted to congratulate you on a win of the Gauntlet League. You will be getting a – since we can't ship a bottle of whiskey down to Kentucky, uh, I will – Vidmo you a enough money, let's put it that way, to buy whatever whiskey you want down there. Okay. And when you buy your whiskey, let us know and we will uh, uh, have you back on so you can show it off. All uh, right. And then I have shirts from uh, Lake Erie APA up here that I will be also sending down to you. So, congratulations, bud. Hey, that sounds good to me. I'll, I'll make sure I do some uh, TikTok content with the shirts, throw out the name a little bit. That a boy. I appreciate it. You know, it's just hard being this damn perfect all the time. You know? <laughs> that's, that's a hard thing to maintain, but I guess somebody's going to have to do it. So I guess I'll just keep on keeping on. I, I hear you. Well, I, learned. 
especially when somebody considers himself the fantasy guru and he got popped out by the fat guy back in uh what like week seven well you know i told him i wasn't gonna give him no advice this year and you see what happened so I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why i gotta keep working out i gotta have a strong back so i can keep carrying him around you know what i mean <laughs> he is heavy <laughs> he's a heavy guy now and it's not and it's not that he's fat it's it's the dead drunk weight that people don't realize because moving yeah, that just, around, it's hard to do. They don't understand, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. All right, bud. Well, I'm going to boot you off here so you get home safe, all right? Yeah. All right. Congrats, Juice. Way to go. Thank you. Hey, I, I just want to know that it came down to the kicker. By the way, uh, Chris. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, did, and he, he did the effing kicker. What uh, happened with the kicker? Don't underestimate the kicker, boys. Don't underestimate You have Boswell last night? He did. Yep, 17. Did you really? I was down, I was down 15 going into it. He Holy 17. crap. <laughs> My goodness. He did it with a Steeler kicker. And you know what the bad thing is? He did it with the Steelers kicker. I take my congratulations back. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. All right, Juice. We got to get you out of here, bud. All right. I appreciate it, boys. I'll talk to y'all later. Well right. done. That's it. That was the juice from the Cheap Seats podcast. Can't thank him enough for joining us tonight. You know, I called him earlier. I'm like, you really did win? He goes, yeah, man. <laughs> for me, I started looking at the points. I'm like, I just shook my head. I just shook my head. And especially Chris is a huge Browns fan. And to lose with Pittsburgh's kicker. <laughs> but Chris, man. there's always next year, bud. And you don't know what we're going to throw out next year. Yeah, we got to start talking, figure out what what we want to do. I saw Chris had uh, Dalvin Cook in him like four points or something. So that was a tough pill to swallow, I'm sure, for him. So uh, his team kind of blew it. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get into the uh, the rundown here for uh, January 4th. Uh, we're going to get our shout-outs. We're going to do our trivia time, which is your turn for trivia this week. There, big time. My turn, yep. Uh, we have, uh, no, my cousin Vinny word of the day. My cousin Vinny is at a doctor's appointment right now or at an appointment. I don't know for sure which one it is, but, uh, he is doing that right now. Uh, we are going to get into the Browns loss to the Steelers. Uh, Justin wants to do a hookers and blow, um, fantasy. It just, it spills over. Told him, oh, oh, for next year. Yeah. For next year. All right. Work it out, Justin. We'll figure it out. Uh, We're going to talk about the Browns' epic loss to the Steelers last night, which was just a lackluster performance. We're going to get in what the hell is going on with our Browns. Uh, Ham or legal ham? It'll probably be just all legal ham. Uh, Oh, we can find some good there. I don't think I can find any good in that game. (laughs) Uh, Look ahead to Cincy. Uh, Maybe we get the Cavs, depending on how far we go then our Fat Boy Tuesday, we're going to get hardest foods to give up while on a diet, okay? And then we're going to get into our top three 2021 Browns moments as we are completely done. So <laughs> Almost, with one game left. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Let's just be honest. And uh, Red Leg says hi. Thank you, Red Leg, for joining in, Justin. Red Leg. All you guys. Uh, thank you, uh, Kevin Arnold, from the of the Lamb podcast who retweeted our show tonight. We really appreciate it, guys. 
Cool, so, man. Thanks. Bry, are you ready to get into some shout outs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do some shout outs before Let's we get to the bad stuff. Out. Um, with it being, you know, New Year's Eve weekend, New Year's weekend, and the inevitable uh, New Year's resolutions coming up, you know, usually have to give up some of the good stuff. So I'll shout out a couple of um, a couple of restaurants we went to over the last few days to week. Um, first one was down here in Medina. We went to the Irish pub Sully's and had dinner with my mom there. Hmm. Last week, and they have, I think I've told you about the uh, the Reuben egg rolls that they have there that are just out of this world. And I'm not a huge Reuben fan, not a big corned beef fan, but they're really good. And Thousand Island dipping sauce? Absolutely. Without a doubt, got to do that. And then I also uh, got a, uh, well, kind of a makeshift. My wife and I split a meatloaf uh, meal, and I kind of got some rye bread and made a meatloaf sandwich out of it. So that was good, too. What is up with you and sandwiches? Like, you can't make the meatloaf the way it is. You have to make a sandwich. No, I need some bread. I need some bread with the meat. I don't know. It's just it's just the way I am, I guess. A little different. Wow. <laughs> All right, what's the other restaurant? <clears throat> oh, shoot. Where else did we? Oh, uh, Sunday for the games. The Browns weren't playing. So I really didn't care about watching one game in particular, although I kind of wanted to watch the, uh, the Kansas City Bengals game. But I just wanted to take in. You know, if it being fantasy football championship weekend, taking a bunch of games. So met a couple buddies up at Hooley House. And, yeah, if you haven't gone, that's the best place to watch. I'm sure I've mentioned it in the past. Uh, there's probably 25 to 30 TVs going. And, um, you know, you get whatever you want. Any game you want, they'll put it on. So you got games all over you. It's almost like sensory overload because there's just so much going on. And you hear people reacting to one game and you're looking around to kind of see what game they're going crazy about. But, um, yeah, it, it's a football fan's paradise. So went up there uh, Sunday. And then today my wife and I went and we had a different pizza place that she's been talking about that wanting to try. And I think you've told me about them, but I don't know if they're around you still. Um, Upper Crust, is Upper Crust near you still? Uh, they changed the name. We got We got to do – New pizza place in that spot that I am getting ready to try. I'm not going to lie tomorrow. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so so we went to Upper Crust out like in Fairlawn area, and we got their Detroit style. And I'm telling you, I didn't eat all day, and we got there maybe about 1, 2 o'clock, and uh, I, I was only able to finish three pieces. These pieces are, like, massive. They're, like, that thick. They're, they're kind of like Jets deep yeah. dish. But even thicker and even crunchier. Oh yeah. So I got a little bit left over in the in the fridge downstairs. Oh. I might hit up later, but oh. and three pieces. I, I had two pieces and I'm like, I shouldn't do the third and did it anyways and hated myself for it. But uh it, it was really good. Well, that's what we do at work too, when we get Jets pizza. Like, I shouldn't have that next piece, but I'm gonna have two more. Oh, yeah. yeah, but <laughs> but this is like half of that. Like Jets, I can Polish off five, six pieces, no problem. Yeah. This is like, yeah, after three, I was done. <laughs> Good stuff, though. So that's my last shout-out. All right, before I get into my shout-outs, uh, Justin chimed in with the Detroit-style pizzas. You only think you can cut them out of that state? <laughs> By the way, I do have a present for you, and I'll, I'll give you here in a second. And okay. shout-out to the... CEO of Ikea, who was elected president of Sweden, who's still trying to assemble his cabinet. 
my goodness. Nice. Here we, go. we are off and running here. Nice. Uh, my shout outs is uh, we went on vacation. Uh, I got to shout out the people that actually watched the show on Tuesday, even though it was pre-recorded on yeah, Sunday. Sorry. So we, we're sorry about that because I got phone calls about that show. Uh, <laughs> I, a few people I will not name go, why aren't you answering me? And I'm like, because it's pre-recorded. Right. I'm on vacation. So uh, me and the family went to Kalahari, did some water park stuff. We had a blast. I got to shout out that place. That place is amazing. It really mm-hmm. is. Especially, you know, with the boys and swimming and everything else, just let them run. Just run those boys while they're on winter break. That's kind of what we did. Do they have like a um, – I went there probably 10 years ago or so. Do they have like one of those roller coaster water slides that kind of shoots you up and over? I you know did not. I did not see it, but okay. they had the toilet bowl. Oh, really? Because we were spin around. You spin around, and then you you pop right out of the middle. And then <laughs> nice. they had a couple other ones, but the boys didn't want to do like the big rides, so they stayed like the kids safari was doing all those slides. So it was nice. I mean, it was just a nice getaway, just to clear your head. Even though you know we call those like a sort of like a staycation. But it was it was just nice to get away and just sure. not worry about anything. The food there we went to uh, B Lux uh, Bar for lunch one day, and I will tell you what, man, the food there. I don't know where they get their French fries. Their French fries are on point for one, really? and their burgers are amazing, like truly amazing. So we we had a really good time there, and we had um, we had their uh, pizza from uh, one night there. It wasn't bad pizza. I mean, it was it was good. It wasn't like you know you tip your hat on it. it's food. So, but so, yeah. Do you know if do you have to be staying at the resort to go to these bars and restaurants? No, you can actually go in and sit down and eat at the oh, really? restaurants. You don't have to. You know, it's just and the the B Lux or whatever the heck it's called. It's actually a really nice like bar slash restaurant. You walk in, nice. You look, you look over the indoor water park. It's got like four different rooms off of it. It's like it's a really nice place, and you know, for the price that we had for both boys, me and Hope to eat dinner there, it wasn't that bad of price. So it mm-hmm. was an appetizer. I mean, I was I was kind of impressed with the whole setup there. And then okay. uh, my last shout out, and uh, it is the juice again. Uh, he got me started to collect cards again, Brian. Okay. And over the holidays, I uh, I bought a cards from Juice, and he had a select set of cards in there. There were rookie cards, mixed mash, or whatever. And he goes, "You get six pulls for ten bucks. Give me your numbers, and I'll pull out the cards for you." So I gave him all the numbers. Wouldn't you know it? One of those cards that is going to be going to your house is a Chris Weber Golden. Ah. Rookie card. I have one. Let me see. Do you have it with you? I do not. It's downstairs. Oh, I have I it. I wonder if it's the same one I got. It, it, so I have it. It will be uh, heading your way, big fella. Because Sweet. Because when he pulled it out, because he was doing a live TikTok when he did it, he pulled it out. He goes, oh, you're going to love this card. And he showed it to me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Lord. like, I can't even get away from it. But uh, get out of that uh, set that I did with Juice, I got a Dimitri Felton rookie card. I got okay. a Baker Mayfield card and I got a Mac Jones rookie card. Wow! So I, 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 got, I got I got and also I got um, Cavs side. I got a um, 
Colin Sexton and why is his name not Evan Mobley? The other Jared Allen. I got a Jared wow. Allen. Sure. So, so it, it was kind of nice. Now they weren't rookie cards, but I mean it was they're nice cards. So he's got me back in the uh, card habit again. So I have some. We're going to be having some giveaways here on uh, Legal Ham with some of these cards coming up later because I got Sweet. some. Real- really good ones to uh, give away for our show. So just let you know. Can I, uh, can I give one more shout out that I forgot to shout out last week? And I don't know if you can see over this shoulder here, what that yeah. is. That is big, big crying. Can you see that? I can hold on. We'll do it. On just you. But is I that... know. Yep. Oh, wrong one. The other fat face. Yeah. Give me the fat. There give it the is. Fat can. Oh, you got it. My sister-in-law, Shailene, got it for my brother and I. Uh, this was even before – this was Christmas Day, so even before um, even before we played the Steelers. But, yeah, it's something that – I see that picture. It takes me to a happy place and uh, takes me away from the 2021 Browns and back to the 2020 Browns where everything all was going right. So, uh, so yeah, I, I meant to hang it up behind me, but the uh, – the, the way the lights are, you couldn't really see it. So hopefully that'll stay there as a uh, show decor from here on out. Nice. And by the way, uh, Justin must be just full of piss and vinegar because of the Browns lost because he asked if Weber was calling a timeout on that card. <laughs> oh, we will. Uh, easy. Come on, Justin. That's easy. Chris Weber humor. I mean, it is. Bring it up a little bit. That's low hanging fruit. Still Michigan, Ohio State, hate. You know, we can come back from five <laughs> touchdowns. You guys can't even score. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I felt bad. I was watching that game at a friend's house for a New Year's Eve party, and I'm like, listen, sorry, y'all. If you want to change the channel, I understand. Go ahead. Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Brian, at least you got your foot in the door, okay? At least that happened. I mean – it was kind of like the Browns. I, I compare it maybe a little bit to the Browns of last year. Like, you got over that hump. Now, if you're being realistic about it, were you going to win the whole damn thing? Probably not because you weren't the best team. But you got over that hump that you've been trying, that hill that you've been climbing for years. So, yeah, just hope that they build momentum off of it. So, all right. Let's get into our – give me a second here, Brian, because I'm running the controls by my <laughs> – Yep. Uh, let me uh, let me do our. Where is it? Oh, there it is. I found it. And our trivia is brought to you by Papa V at CurbAppeal419.com. All right, Brian, give me some trivia. Give me some good trivia today, could you? I got something for you. Yep. It'll be a little timely because uh, I guess maybe we should have done this in shout-outs, but um, the NFL lost a legendary member um, of the community last week and John Madden passing away. So my trivia question to you is Madden-based, and we're looking towards the video game because – if you're anywhere from 10 years old to 40, you've probably played uh, your share of Madden games. So I'm looking for the first uh, featured athlete, NFL athlete, on the Madden cover. Oh, oh, 
Who was the first player on Madden? Because the first couple years of the video game, it was just John Madden and maybe a couple of, like, generic random uh, football players behind him. But the first featured athlete on the cover. Okay. I can give you hints like year or position or team if you want. Uh, oh, we also got to talk about Betty White. Justin just brought that up. Betty White passed away, who was a Cleveland fan also. Sure. Uh, 99 years old. I, I mean, it just <laughs> – what a life. Good life. What a, good a life. life. Yeah, so, I'll take 99. All right, Bri. We got to get into it. I don't want to get into it. I don't even No, not really. I don't want to really. about it. Uh, the Cleveland Browns lose a lackluster game to the Steelers on Monday Night Football last night. They gave Big Ben his swan song to walk out of Heinz Field, a winner uh, for his career. And you know something? After watching, I told you, I watched the first half of the game, and about third quarter, I completely shut it down because I knew they weren't winning that game. It didn't even matter if they wouldn't even came close and came back and won it. I still wouldn't even care because that, at the beginning of that game, the amount of play calling, the amount of <clears throat> and the amount of times that Baker Mayfield got hit or hit pass were it was just ungodly. So, Brian, how did you feel about the game last night? I mean, obviously we didn't talk about before the Browns are eliminated from the playoffs. No playoffs right. around. So right. we were hoping that the last two games we might go out with a bang and we kind of went out with a, a fart in the wind. I, I I don't know how to explain last night. It was it was bad. I'm still upset by it, and I want to know how you felt, bud. It was a giant buzzkill. Um, there's no other way around it. It, it, it. The the pooping and the party kind of started when when the Bengals found a way to win a game against the Chiefs, and you tip your cap to them because. The Chiefs are a great team, and the Bengals did everything they needed to in that second half to come back and beat them. So they definitely deserve to win, but it doesn't mean it doesn't stink for us. So you had about 24 hours to prepare yourself. Like, well, you know, this game doesn't really matter. And, you know, season's over. Kind of throw yourself a little pity party. But then, you know, as the Browns do from time to time, they find a way when you're going in with zero expectations to give you uh, maybe a little bit of hope, um, but then just kind of rip your hearts out. And and you go in with no expectations, but somehow you leave the game more disappointed than when you went into the game. And it just reminded me of, uh, of Brown's games of the last 20 years. You know, even going back to the 0-16, 1-15. I mean, it was just – it was a terrible, terrible effort. And – I feel bad saying that because it's kind of a blanket statement over the entire team. And, uh, you know, other than one boneheaded play by Clowney, the defense I thought played pretty well. Now it's not a super talented offensive team um, with the Steelers, but Najee Harris, you know, he had a couple good runs, but for the most part we kept him in check. I know he he broke one at the end that uh, made it look like it wasn't as close as it was, but, you did what you had to do against Roethlisberger and you know, Pittsburgh's game plan was, Hey, these guys can't beat you. Just don't turn the ball over. And they, they were successful in that because, you know, I don't know if they could have forecasted that Nick Chubb would only play a small percentage of snaps and, you know, be effective, but only get, what what do you get? Like 10, 12, 15 touches in the game. 
So, yeah, we'll get into the coach. We'll get into the quarterback and who's the most to blame. And we have a very long offseason ahead of us because we have a lot of questions that need to be answered going forward because unless you answer some of these huge questions hanging over your organization's head, you know, I'm not certain that a whole lot is going to change. You just can't copy and paste to next year and just hope that you have a better result because this guy might not have this injury or that guy, you know, might be feeling a little better. Maybe he comes into his own because guys are going to be declining next year as well. So they got to do something again. I have faith in Andrew Barry because we needed to make the defense better this past off season and he went out and he did it. So now it's the off season, the offense that's struggling. Um, go fix it. Andrew Barry. I it's, and you know, I, there's so much blame to go around that it's just not one person. Yeah, I mean, it's coaching, it's Baker, it's wide receiver play. It, like I told you beforehand, it's Hooper. Get the ball thrown into his hands and not be able to catch the ball. It's not running Nick Chubb more than 20 times for some odd reason. You still have, you know, you still have Uranus back there. But for him to only run it four times in the first half, I think it was four or five times in the first half, what are you doing? Like, what? What is going on? Like you had Lewis Riddick and everybody on Monday Night Football going, where the hell is Nick Chubb? Like what is going on? And they come out, well, it was a rib injury. There was no talk about a rib injury. It never showed up on the injury report. So what rib injury did he have? They just get the wind knocked out of him? Because if that happened, that's okay. I understand that. But you're sitting there with your best player, your bell cow, not even touching the ball, and you think you can still go out and pass. I don't understand why this team the last six games thought that they were Patrick Mahomes and going out so damn pass happy and not even running the ball. That's what upsets me about this. We are a running team and they did not even run it. Yeah. I mean, I wish there's just so much that we don't know as fans on what's going on inside that locker room. Um, Because I'm with you. We need to run the ball. And when Chubb's doing what Chubb does, it looks really good. Um, but and Stefanski definitely gave up on the run way too easy because we came out in the second half. We ran the ball first down, only got a couple. We ran the ball second down, only got a couple. Well, then we have to throw on third down, and it was an incompletion. And it's like, well, I guess the run's not just not going to work today. And, and you just you have to stick with it more than he did because yeah, it was it was one of Baker's worst games as a Brown, but it was also one of Stefanski's worst games as a Brown and. Sometimes when you get embarrassed like that on national TV, that's what it takes for you to for the light bulb to come on and like you to you to make some changes and kind of be like, all right, maybe I need to look at myself. Maybe I'm not doing something right. So, yeah, I mean, just very odd, very strange. Uh, you know, it, it looked like, you know, Baker had zero confidence, maybe less than zero confidence, because I haven't seen a quarterback play that bad since like Ken Dorsey. Or, or was, Bruce Grantkowski. I mean, I mean, just second guessing everything. He pump fake it. Okay, get rid of it. He pump fake it again. Okay, get rid of it. And then he take a sack. It's like you had two chances just to throw it, just to get rid of it. So you're not taking a sack, even if it's an incompletion. But he's just he's so afraid of throwing the pick. And he really, to be honest and fair to Baker, he doesn't have a whole lot of receiver talent to um 
to make plays for him when he throws up a 50-50 ball. I mean, you look at the Chiefs and Bengals game and the third and 27 to Jamar Chase. Burrow just threw it up to him. It wasn't a great pass. He, he, he trusted his receiver to make a play. He threw it up to him, and his receiver made the play. It, Baker would never even throw that play, pass. He would never have that confidence to make that throw. So it's just the difference. I mean, his confidence is as low as it could get. He was second-guessing everything that he was doing. And, I mean, it looked like he was afraid out there. He was just afraid to make a mistake. He was, as Sam Darnold says, he was seeing ghosts. And uh, it was just hard to watch. And Stefanski didn't do anything to help him out because T.J. Watt, guess what? He's pretty good. And you have a third-round rookie out there blocking him one-on-one. He's not going to have a whole lot of time. And he never even tried to change that up. So no. it, it sounds crazy to say, but it seems like you and I could come up with a better game plan than what Stefanski did. Uh, it, it, it's it's the thing that hurts me the most is we thought we were over all these questions. I mean, we thought we were starting to climb up. And we got to the top where we got to the playoffs. And, Brian, it's like on the other side, it was just a cliff and it just nosedive. I mean, it just – and it – you know, to be honest, it started at the beginning of the year with the injury bug, with the COVID bug, with everything else that happened. I mean, even I think Redleg, who who's chimed in here a couple of times, um, he uh, he even said like all season. I think there's only eight starters that played the entire season for the Browns. That's it. Eight. Yeah, I believe it. Eight. I believe it. But I mean, that's still not you know. And yes, the pass drops were horrible. Uh, here's a question from Justin. I really question Stavansky's ability to coach Baker. Does he really want Baker as his quarterback? Well, apparently it's not looking that way because he's sending Baker out to fail is what it looks like to me because, you know, you're sending Baker out who is already wounded. I mean, I'm not even saying like the injury is causing anything anymore, even though Van Pelt came out and said it too, that the harness is screwed with him, everything else that's been bothering him all year. But, you know, something you're out there to play. And if you cannot game plan around your injured quarterback, <laughs> then he should not be out there and i don't care every football player wants to play i understand that but at some point in time you could have looked in the mirror and said we gotta sit him down we gotta sit him down for an extended period of time they did it with kyler murray they did it with other quarterbacks this year kyler murray sat down for what like four weeks and colt mccoy got him through you could have sat baker down as soon as that injury happened gave him time but no you ran him right back out there this is coaching it's a lot of coaching, and I'm not saying Baker did not help himself at all because Baker was so inconsistent, incompletions, just everywhere. I get it, but man, it's like this. T- it was right there, you know. I like I joked with you guys. It was right there in front of you. You had it. You went to reach for it. It's gone. It was just gone. No matter what we tried to do this year, we tried to reach for it and do it. It's gone. We're not offense that can come from behind and win a game. We realize that now. Guess what? It's got to change. We have to get some sort of offense together because that offense is fractured while the defense and kudos to Joe Woods. You know, we were both harping on him right at the beginning, giving up 49 points and all that stuff. The defense with the mixed martial people they had out, Bri, have come together and they have played outstanding like the last 10 weeks. Like it is unreal the way this defense is played. Now, yes, they're going to give up some plays. That happens. But to only give up under 20 points, and how many games that they did, and you still cannot win. That's what's frustrating. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, with with Joe Woods, it's like there's still people that will never be happy with Joe Woods. I mean, I've talked about this in the past, the narratives that are out there. A narrative is out there because of one or two games and people have made up their mind and and they don't want to look at the rest of the story. But if you're paying attention, I mean, if the Browns had a better record, you would definitely be hearing Joe Woods name come up in head coaching searches. And it still might because of how far he brought them. And they weren't great at the beginning of the year, but there are just so many new parts that, um, that yeah, it couldn't. I mean, the carousel that they had. I mean, MJ Stewart coming in and playing safety when he was a quarterback last year. Grant Delpit showed up this game and actually played amazing, I thought. He had a couple where he got away from him. Greg Newsom. The way Greg Newsom has played this year as a rookie, unreal. Like, you're you're seeing the talent there. They still need some stuff they have to fix on defense. I think they need to work on their interior defensive line and look for another edge rusher to help out Miles Garrett. But other sure. than that, I mean, JOK has panned out. Greg Newsom has panned out. The guys that you needed to step up while other guys were hurt, they did. And it didn't happen that way with the offense. Yeah, the, the defense, I mean, for all the injuries we hear about on the offense, the defense was just as banged up as the offense was, if not maybe more so. Um, I know we didn't have our star players like Miles Garrett stayed pretty healthy for the, most of the year and Denzel Ward as well. But um, you know, we had guys, one of the guys I was going to consider, I, maybe I will use him, maybe I'm tipping my cap a little bit. One of the guys for uh, the ham of the game on defense I'm thinking about is uh, uh, A.J. Green, which he was, a, he was an undrafted uh, free agent last year, cornerback, didn't play a single snap last year. And he's coming in in the 17th game this year, and he's making plays on national TV. So, I mean, that's just that's Joe Woods knowing his guys, knowing his the talent that uh that he has on his depth chart, and he's just he's putting guys in there, putting guys in position to succeed. And yeah, we have Clowney, we have we have talent, we have some talent on this defense, but you know, it's guys that you don't hear of a whole lot. Taki Taki made some plays. Malcolm Smith is still out there making plays. You have guys that are not household names making plays for this defense. And that's, that's because of the scheme. That's because of, uh, because of Joe Woods sticking to his plan, sticking to his guns and the defense progressively got better, which is, you know, kind of maybe the most disappointing thing about the Browns season being over now and not making it into the playoffs. Cause the defense is better than what we started with at the beginning of the year. I'd love to see this defense against Patrick Mahomes and uh, Justin Herbert again, um, because I think they hold their own this time rather than giving up 30, 40 points like we did at the beginning of the year. But it's like for, for the progress the defense has made from the beginning of the year to the end, the, the, um, the offense has gone the other way and they've taken two steps back for every one step that the defense has taken. So, I mean, it sucks that we didn't make the playoffs, but um, if you really think about it as a knowledgeable fan, at this point right now, we're not as good as these other playoff teams. So, you know, we exude all our energy to make it to the playoffs. We might get embarrassed in our first game. You know, I don't think this is a championship-level team the way we're playing right now. So, Justin brought up how many of the guys with D were bringing back next year because a lot of the guys are on one-year deals. I mean, a couple of them I can see re-signed, and it'll be hard to re-sign Clowney, even though, you know, some 
that was my ham. I didn't want to do a ham. I wanted to do all legal ham tonight for the ham of the game. My ham was cloudy. You're out of the playoffs. You're out of everything else. And he actually played his ass off last night. I thought he would have just shipped it in and said, screw it. I don't even want to play anymore. Like, you know, certain other people that take off their jersey run off the field at third quarter. We'll get into <laughs> that. that. But I want, to, I want to bring this up to you today because I, I had to hear it all day today, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready for this? Can you see if I put up a certain comment? You ready? Let's see it. Let's see it. New Orleans. Oh, he thinks if you put Baker with uh, Sean Penn, as yes. he calls him, yes, Sean Penn, uh, then he'll be Drew Brees. Yeah, that's 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 the typical uh, thought, tr- pitfall that most people get caught up in. Well, Baker's six foot, so he can be Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the exception to the rule. Not every six foot quarterback that gets drafted high is going to be Drew Brees. I mean. It, I mean, it, we couldn't have seen it any more clear than what happened last night. You can blame Stefanski all you want. Stefanski is not the guy that's getting the passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. And I don't even blame Baker. Baker's not saying, yeah, I'm good. I want to stay at six foot. I don't want to grow anymore. You know, it's not Baker's fault that he is what he is. He just is. But just getting... I go back to my feelings pre-draft. I'm getting sick and tired of drafting these short quarterbacks and not having them pan out. In the history of the game, last 25, 30 years, there's two that have panned out, and they're Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. And I don't like those odds. If I was thinking yesterday, all the short quarterbacks we've had to endure as a Browns fan, going back to Jeff Garcia, Colt McCoy, Johnny Manziel, and now Baker Mayfield, it's like, you would think after a while you would pick up like, you know, maybe we should draft someone a little bit taller. Not to say that it's a guarantee that they will succeed, but I've had enough with this experience. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to get caught up in, um, in bravado and what you tell me you can do and what you did in college in the big 12. Just, just give me somebody with, uh, with arm talent somebody who's mature and somebody who can see over the line so they can complete a five yard pass to the middle of the field. Yeah. And red leg said, you know, trade for Dearness Johnson, how good he did. I think Dearness is only on a one year deal. I mean, I, I think after this year, I think they, they have to redo his deal, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And you know, Justin, Brian don't want no short, short man. I, he, does not. <laughs> he does not. There you go, Justin. You so, got that right. Yeah, well, and with um, with the defense, you know, I kind of have confidence that that we can, for the most part, keep this defense intact for another year because we signed these guys like uh, Clowney to a one year deal. Um, who else is on? Maybe Malik McDowell, Malik Jackson. Um, I think we got John Johnson for another three years or another two years after this we, year. Troy Hill. Side Walker just what your deal too, Anthony Walker. It's possible. Yep, that's possible too. But um, I think they they did that because they didn't know what they were going to have to do with Baker. You know, they wanted to keep it. You know, so you could if ba- we have to give Baker forty million dollars, we can because we can just cut these other guys and uh, and free up some cap space there. But I, I don't. Even if, even to the biggest Baker honk out there, I don't think you could say that the Browns are going to sign him to a long-term deal after this season. Oh. I mean, 
because all you have to do is watch the games, look at the stat book. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this year. And, you know, certainly you can uh, debate why that was and be hopeful towards next year that maybe he'll just magically get healthy and he'll just gain all his confidence back. He'll be the player he was last year. But, you know, I don't think there's any way the Browns give him a contract this offseason. No, no, and I, I don't think so either. I Honestly, I think after this season and what they saw, I think there's actually true competition coming in to go against Baker next year. And at that point in time, we'll see what training camp does because I don't know if they're going to trade for it. I don't know if they're going to sign a veteran. I don't know how they're going to do it, but there's going to be true competition for Baker this year coming up because guess what? He's getting paid $18 million this next year coming up, $18.5 million. And you know something? They're not going to take a chance on $18 million for one year. They're going to bring somebody in to test him because I think, honestly, I think Baker needs to be pushed now. I think they gave Baker the keys to the kingdom. And right now, the keys are not there. And I think they, I think either A, he needs to have a push and have some true competition instead of just, you know, this is yours. It's your starting job. Go. I, I really do. And, you know, I hate to say that as a Browns fan because guess what? That starts us right back up on the cycle, right back to square one of finding that quarterback. And I well, don't want to do that. And, it, and it's all about narrative. Um, it's all about your perspective. It's all about how you want to spin the story, as most news uh, channels will tell you. I mean, you could spin it one way, and it sounds like he's pretty good. You could spin it another way, and it sounds like, well, oh, this was the number one overall pick. He's had four years. He's only made it to the playoffs one time. He won a game where he had five turnovers, and then he couldn't beat Chad Henney in the following game. So if you want to spin that that way, he sounds like he's a bust. But, yeah, and it's not – for me, it's not even about pushing Baker. It's just about uh, – it's about upgrading the position. It If we can't get a proven commodity – I mean, let's be honest. The Browns have not had success drafting quarterbacks for t- the last 20 years. So – if I'm Andrew Barry, I'm trying everything I possibly can to trade for a proven commodity. And I, uh, when we were at Hooli House, I had discussions with friends about, uh, well, would you trade this for this guy or this for that guy? I mean, um, I don't think it's realistic to think this could happen, but I said, and, and they kind of pushed back on it, my buddies did, I would trade three first-round picks for Trevor Lawrence right now. I don't think they would do it. But uh, they said they wouldn't do it because Trevor Lawrence is garbage. But he's still got all the tools. He just what, – what would you do? For Trevor Lawrence? I mean, Trevor I would, Lawrence, would you give up three first-round picks for him? I would because you want to know why? He was in a crap show down there with Urban. I mean, right. what do you expect from him? His, they, they took out a running back who fumbled. This ain't college. It's a professional. You fumble sometimes. They took him out for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Trade for Jimmy G. Here we go. Now we started this conversation. <laughs> this, I, this is all year long. Get ready. The next three, four months. Oh, no. and I Jimmy G. I mean, I, right. You have these, to consider it. These are understandable. The, these are things that we have to talk about. But right now, Bri, I want to get into, let, let's finish up the whole Steelers thing. I'm done with it. Let's do the illegal ham. I mean, honestly, for legal ham for me right now for yesterday's game, and it, you can do co-legal, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski. Those two, I don't know where the discord is with those two. I don't know when it happened or how it broke, but it broke this year somewhere, and they are not right. And I think you need to sit them in a room, sit them down together, and be like, 
I'm at least here for another year. Let's try to figure this out because we're butting heads right now. What's going on? What about you? What are you looking for? For the legal, legal yes. on offense? And whatever you want to do. Because that was um, just, the okay. defense was great. There wasn't that much defense that you could actually say it was that bad. I mean, we had our moments. Well, but- yeah, right. I'll give um I'll give both for offense and defense. And defense might surprise you a little bit. Offense, I'll go Austin Hooper. I mean, you know, uh that first drive. Dropping two passes. I think he had a false start late. He was just off his game. I don't want to kill the guy because, um, you know, I think he's better than what he has proven uh, the last year. Um, he's just had a rough year. But I think we're finding out that uh, that it's a lot about the system. It's not so much about the players anymore because you at the NFL level, there's a lot of talented players. If you can play in a pass-happy offense with Matt Ryan, you're going to put up some numbers. You come to Cleveland, you play with Baker Mayfield, and, uh, you know, you're only running five-yard outs. You're not going to get those numbers. You might only get a couple touchdowns. So it's a lot about the system. It's a lot about the quarterback. Um, but when he had chances to make plays, he didn't last night, and that killed us. And who knows, maybe that if we can sustain a drive at the beginning and get seven or three points, maybe that changes the whole landscape of the game. But he's my legal ham for the offense, for the defense, it's hard for me to do it because like you said, he had a great game. He had a couple sacks, uh, strip sack. He damn near had a safety, but you know, it's third down. They're in field goal range. They're, they're attempting a long field goal and you gift them a first down by having a boneheaded play by chucking a shoe that killed us. I mean, in a game where points were going to be hard to come by, you are giving them a first down. You're you're placing the ball basically on the 20-yard line. They end up getting a touchdown. So they go from getting maybe a field goal to seven points in a game where, you know, your your offense is having trouble scoring. Jadavian Clowney, I mean, you got to be smarter than that, man. I want you back. I think you're a hell of a player, but you got to get your emotions in check sometimes, and, right. and that costs us. Brian, I, I I understand what you said. You know, yes, he did throw the shoe. I thought it was a flag. It was really funny because there's like that's what I thought too. Yeah, because I saw two flags. Way, but you also got the one guy <laughs> lining up in the neutral zone. You got we are the most penalized team. That's coaching. That's coaching. That's coaching. That's coaching. And if you yeah. cannot do, you know, and Brian trivia, I give Patty a clue. I I'm not even looking at clues right now. Go ahead, you can. I don't know. Uh, but red leg. Chimed in here, you know, this is a red leg. I understand what you're saying that, you know, level one, break Baker down to the first year of coaching because you got Freddie Kitchens to change his whole style. Three was Stuhansky, four is an injury. I understand what you're saying, but it's hard. It is so hard as a fan. As you're watching the landscape of the NFL right now, you're watching Justin Herbert, you're watching Kyler Murray, you're watching Joe effing Burrow do the stuff that they're doing that our quarterback is not doing right now. It is hard to watch. It is hard to sit there and go, well, yes, he could be a good quarterback. When I'm watching all this other stuff go on as a fan, and I'm going, why can't our quarterback do that? What, what What's going on? What's the, what is the big problem here? And then I start looking of wide receivers of, well, what if we had Jamar Chase? Would that do it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Because, obviously, him and Odell had a problem. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that later with our top three. But let's, let's well, look at 
Well, let me say, let me answer to Red Leg a little bit. Just my thinking behind that is, um, yeah, I understand things aren't going to be perfect every year. I mean, if it wasn't the if it wasn't the injuries for Baker this year, people would bring up the fact that Jack Conklin, his All Pro tackle, was hurt. So it's not going to be perfect every single year. We're going to bring up the injuries on the offensive line. My thinking, my thought is like last year, going into the playoffs, okay, we got Baker Mayfield. We feel good about our team. We're good. We just have to get past Patrick Mahomes and John or, uh, Josh Allen. If we can get over those two guys, we're good. The league is progressing. By us staying still or maybe even taking a, a step back, okay, now we're behind Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. These guys are passing us up as we're staying stagnant and we're not getting any better. So now not only does Baker Mayfield have to do better this year or next year, the same way better than what he did this year, he's got to do better than what he did last year. So he's got to take like three steps up next year just to kind of get in the stratosphere of these other AFC quarterbacks. And do you really think that just by his shoulder feeling better or his heel, you know, not bugging him as much that he's just going to be able to make, because let's be honest, that interception he threw, uh, was it the first half or beginning of the second half, where Njoku was wide open? That, that has nothing to do with his arm. Well, no. Njoku was no. right there. That's decision-making. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's like I said, though, you look at the other you look at the other quarterbacks, like, you know, here we go with Burrow. You look at Burrow, all he does is just throw it up in the air to Jamar Chase. It's a 50-50 ball. We don't have right. that on our team. We don't have that wide receiver we can do the – we thought Odell could do it, but Odell has been dropping passes, at least for us. But, you know, L.A., he's freaking fantastic. I'm so glad yeah. that happened. Yeah. But let's get into the uh, let's get into the Cincinnati game here, Brian. We already did our legal hands. Uh, you know, we had our picks last week, and we all suck on those. So, as our picks, I mean, I'm not even – Baker's up. I mean, I'll go, well, I'll go first because I – if I have the lead, or I don't know, do you have the lead? Vinny's not there to. No, I got I got all the paperwork here right now. You have the lead by one game, okay, so you're so at go first. five, and I am at ten and six. Okay, well, if um, if I'm going to go down, I'll go down with the Browns. So I'll pick the Browns. Yeah, like you said, we haven't even talked that Baker's not going to play in this game. Baker sounds like he's going to have surgery, and we got Case Keenum going. So as much confidence as I have in Case Keenum. And, you know, Joe Burrow's, you know, sitting out as well, I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I think the Browns maybe have checked out, I think. Or, you know what? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going Case Keenum. I changed my mind three, four times here. Okay. Uh, I think I think Case Keenum will have some, uh, some motivation to play well. Who knows if Stefanski helps him out a little bit uh, in play calling. Um you know, I, I don't know why you would play Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt in this game, but maybe Dearness Johnson has enough to do it. So give me the Browns. I'll say 24 to 17. Okay. Uh, what should we do for Vinny? Well, 27-24 is his score. And flip a coin as what team he wants. Heads or tails? Sit. Heads is the Browns because we've got the Brown of the Elf and Tails is uh, Bengals. It's heads. So we're giving him. So he's got the Browns. He's got the Browns 27 24. Mm-hmm. And you know something, Brian? I'm going to do it because I'm pissed off Browns fan right now. 
I'm going to go Bengals 42, Cleveland Browns 17. Wow. I, I'm done. This year, I'm just, I'm, I am, it's been an emotional roller coaster. And watching the way Cincinnati played, they clinched the North. I don't even know if Joe Burrow is playing. I don't even care. They're probably going to so. back up. And it's going to be, everything's going to be just all hunky dory. And they're just going to blow our doors off because I'm pretty sure our guys are right, two feet out the door and headed into the offseason. So that's where I'm heading. What did I pick yeah. up? 42 uh, 17, was it? 42 17, Cincy. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how either team's going to play, to be honest. You don't know the motivation level, but um, yeah, you hope the Browns' defense can show up a little bit. But uh, it feels like the season's over, doesn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. like, yeah. it feels like we shouldn't even play this game. Nobody – we don't want to play this game. The Bengals don't want to play this game. So, you know, if, if you got tickets for this game, I feel bad for you because – Three days ago, it looked like the conference in a or the division in a playoff spot was coming down to this game, and now it's one hundred percent irrelevant, and nobody cares about it. Well, right now, uh, Chris is coming up for with his sons for this game because his sons are big Wolves fans. Oh man! So That's Chris strange. is coming up to the game to go to the game, and you know, so it's still going to be a fun time down in Cleveland. The well, as a Bengals fan, it would be fun, sure. I mean, if you if you go to Top Dog Tailgate, where we actually like to go to sometimes, uh, you know, you got the they got the chorizo going, they got chorizo chili going, they got the uh, Cincinnati chili five way. So they're they're doing some special stuff down there. Plus, they still have the wheel of jersey. By the way, Bry, you do not know this yet. It got announced last night. Okay, I, the hope wife and I went uh, thrift shopping, right? Mm-hmm. For kids' clothes, stuff like that. That's go in there. I got me. A Sean Thompson jersey. NFL. Sean Sean Thompson C H A U N. Number fifty one. Sean West Texas West Texas A and M or something stupid like that. Seven bucks. I remember him. And it looks amazing. So what I am going to do is I'm going to hit up our friends at Stitch and Switch in Berea. All right, and I'm going to put Mac Wilson. No, no, no! I'm putting that fat guy on the back of it. I'm going to get my Uh-oh. own. I'm going to get my own fatty jersey. <laughs> Speaking of jerseys, I have one uh, that I got kind of for my birthday, but I just got it uh, two weeks ago that I got to wear on here. Nice. I meant to today. I'll wear it tomorrow. Uh, Year end deal. Fifty one uh, Sean Thompson, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He, sitting, he wasn't bad for us. No, but I'm sitting here. Years. I'm going through the thrift store and I'm like, all right, let's see what kind they got. And I just saw the Browns jersey. I saw the I just saw the colors. I'm like, get out of here. And I pulled it off the shelf. I looked at the tag. It was $6.99. And I'm like, it is still Can't like great. It. It, like the numbers on the front are like a little bit, you know how you get jerseys, get the paint kind of wears off a little bit. It still yep. looks great though. It's still got all the logos on it, everything. I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, Sold. Hope looks. She goes. Are you buying a jersey? I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> that you know, and and that's a collector's item. Real Browns fans will appreciate that because I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I've ever seen a Sean Thompson jersey. Jay called it last night on the. Uh, we did a pregame show with the dogs table, and Jay called it out last night right out of the gate. He goes, "51 Sean Thompson." I was like, "Get out of here!" How the he heck? guessed Sean Thompson because oh, yeah. he saw fifty-one. Yeah, because they're like show because Craig's like stand up, and I'm obviously I'm not standing up because I'm fat. It takes too much effort to get up. But wow. so I showed him the number. He goes Sean Thompson. I was like, what? 
So that yeah, the first, I mean, first there. name that came to his mind. Yeah, I don't know. Other than Mac Wilson, I don't know a fifty-one that I could come up with off the top oh. of my head. Sweet. Well, let's, let's close out the show here, Brian. We're going to quickly do our uh, Fat Boy Tuesday because we are right on the fifty-five minute mark. All right, sure. Well, let's yep. do our Fat Boy Tuesday. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. So, Fat Boy Tuesday. And Justin's actually Justin's chiming in. He watched the show last night. He did get it on the first try. Like it he was, did too. Wow. It was unreal. No, not Justin. Jay did because Jay Justin watched. Oh, the show. oh, he's confirming that Jay yeah. got that. Wow. Like nice. it was, it was unreal. I was like, get out of here. So, um, <laughs> we're doing a. Let's see here. Where are my banners at? I'm sorry. There we go. We are doing foods that are hard up to hard to give up on a diet. So we picked this because every New Year's resolution, there's always everybody's trying to do diets and get healthy. I mean, that's the first thing you do at the end of the first of the year. And you know, um, I got to uh oh, Red Legs got breaking news. Signed to PS Practice Squad. Tied in Nick somebody. Let's bring it up. Breaking news here on uh legal hand in the face. Practice squad tight end. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I wouldn't. I would. That could be a joke. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've heard of Javante Moffitt though. Yeah, Nick Mullins is practice squad. So, so yeah, they brought Nick Mullins because Baker's not going to play. That yeah. makes sense. Javante uh, Moffitt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I forget what's going on with um with Harrison and Johnson why they're not playing. MJ Stewart had a heck of a game too if I was going to yeah. yeah. I was going to do a ham of a game, yeah, a ham on defense, I might give it to him cuz he played well cuz I mean obviously, you know, your studs are going to play, but um yeah, you shout out the guys that kind of stepped up for you. Oh, and Alex Taylor. So, I, I Yeah. So, he, he's right. been solid. Let's get into our uh, our fat boy foods that we hate to give up sure. when we're on a diet. And for me, yeah. um, honestly, it is deli. I love deli. Like I love making sandwiches, like you, Bry. Turkey, ham, deli meat is hard. Also, French fries are hard for me to give up. I love those because I'm not. I have to be in the mood to eat sweets, which is amazing with this face and this body. Like I am not a huge sweet guy. Like I right could care less about sweets but when it comes to fried foods and stuff like that that's my biggest biggest thing is like chicken wings you know all the fried food because i don't have an air fryer potato chips are like so so but yeah like the french fries the just the unhealthy fast food stuff like that that's hard for me to give up because it's just so quick and easy you just grab it and go sure what about you big guy yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's the with like you. I'm not huge into sweets. Um, you know, maybe once or twice a, a week, I might go to usually maybe once a week. Is it like a cheat meal or something? I'll do like a dessert of ice cream. I'm a big ice cream guy, but we don't usually have too many sweets around the house. You know, I love my pizza. Once a week, though, same thing. The biggest thing for me is the the salty snacks. If we got Something st- hanging around here, the, you know, the pub mixes, the checks mix, the chips at the gas station or something like that. 
that's the stuff that uh that I really need to stay away from because he might have a couple. We don't even buy chips here because I, I'll gobble them up in a day or two. So because you walk past the cupboard, you get a handful of chips, peanuts, whatever, and then uh you know you do that three four times a day and it's gone in two days. So yeah, the salty snacks are kind of my downfall when it comes to dieting. And yeah, like here's Justin Con's potato chips. Chocolate and pizza, like pizza is yep. really sure. pizza's really hard to give up. Especially you know you, you think about it, it's so good. You know, especially if you get the right pizza. Hey, you just got to go to the thin crust. That saves oh, you oh. a few calories. Oh yeah, it saves you so many calories. Well, go to the thin crust, especially when you eat a whole medium by yourself in front hey, of your family. Hey, and hey, just look at you just, like you're a monster. You save at least two hundred calories that way. <laughs> but I mean, I mean that that's the one thing we joke around about. Because oh yeah, my sister pasta and potatoes. Yeah, yeah, pastas. Yeah, well, both of those, absolutely both of them. And we'll get into that a little bit later because we we've came up with some new top three topics and stuff like that, like your least favorite foods. We'll get into that here a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, you sit there and you think about all the like even during the holidays, everybody has a vegetable tray sitting out. Everybody does, whether it be carrots celery you got your little ranch dip all that stuff everybody always has a vegetable tray out you know what i look for when i walk into a house the meat and cheese tray you give me a meat and cheese tray with crackers i don't even give a shit about a carrot i'm like oh look at that they got pepper jack cheese on this one all right i like this like (laughs) the dips the dips we had like probably four or five dips at this new year's eve party that i went to on uh on friday and yeah it's so easy just to walk by get a little plate, just a small plate. You get three or four of those, and it's like, all right, it's over. That was it. That's easily 1,500 calories right there, not even thinking about it. Uh, Justin chimed in and said, thin crust only counts if you don't eat three. (laughs) I know, Justin. I know about that. I don't know. Uh, Brian, let's let's get into our top three. And like I said, if anybody out there watching, I mean, we got a lot of viewers right now. I mean, if you guys got something you want us to talk about food-wise, we sure. love talking food. We have a blast doing it. So please hit us up. Either one here, you know how to get a hold of us. Just go to Legal Ham or our Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Leave us a message. We'll get back to you. We appreciate all the uh, all the likes and everything else you guys done for us. Because as of right now, Brian, guess what? We're up to 20 subscribers on YouTube. Get this out. We're just get that we're number up. Skyrocketing like this. We're just going Heck straight yeah. up. But we are going to our top three now. And you see it down there on the bottom. We're going to go through our quickly through our top three Browns moments. All right. And for me, my number three Browns moment uh, started at the draft this year here in Cleveland. And that was when we got Greg Newsom the second and JOK. I wanted JOK so bad. I thought he was going to go to the first round. And for us, for us to get that and the way Cleveland showed up and showed out on draft night here in Cleveland was amazing. And you know something? I hope they bring it back here where you can actually fully – go out and enjoy the draft instead of the vaccinated COVID protocols that they had. Um, My number two 
would have to be uh, one of my kids is up here. So uh, my number two would have to be watching Kareem Hunt had the one career day that he did when Chubb was out. I'm trying to think. He had like 150 yards. You want to come, in, come here. Come on. You want to say hi to everybody? This is one of my boys. Hi. So say Who's hi. Who's that, Charlie? Hey. Charlie. So we're, Charlie, we're, what's up? We're talking about the Browns. Do you have anything special about the Browns? Who's your favorite player, Charlie? I don't like them. Who's your favorite player? Baker Mayfield. They're Baker Mayfield fans. We'll take it. Mayfield jersey. Yes, he does. He has a bigger. Seen it? Yeah. Nice. So, Jocelyn, your aunt Jocelyn's saying hi. What are you doing up here? You just want to come up and say hi to everybody? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let Dad finish this up. I'll be down in a second, okay? Love you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, and now here's Jose. Who's your favorite going to be now, Charlie? <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's cold. Uh, and finally, finally, my number one was actually Miles Garrett calling out this defense. Uh, hey, get uh, Miles Garrett calling out this defense when he did, and then he just went out and balled the hell out. Like there was nobody stopping him that game, and I think it was the Bears game, even though the Bears Justin Fields didn't know what the heck was going on, and he just ate him alive, like. It's nice to see a defensive leader and him actually step up to be the defensive leader that he needs to be for this team. And so that is my top three Browns moments. Brian, what about you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe this is kind of the ultimate litmus test for how you feel about the entire year as a Browns fan, because going back, there's not a whole lot of uh, plays or moments where you're like, okay, wow, that was that was something special. We're on to something here. And so thinking about it, thinking back, um, my number three is not a moment, but um, like an entire half. And that was first half of the year. I mean, it's because it seemed like it was all downhill after that. The first half against uh, <laughs> the Chiefs, everything seemed to go right for us. What were we up? 20 to seven at half or something like that. Yes. Everything went right with, for us. We had maybe we were up 21. Um like we had three possessions and we scored three touchdowns and you're like, all right, Super Bowl team, shut it down. And then after that, it was kind of a sobering second half for us. But um, yeah, that, that first half of the year against the Chiefs was a fun, fun half. So that's my number three. My number two, um, I tried to narrow it down to like a couple plays uh, for my two and number one. Number two would be Clowney, the Clowney sack against the Ravens that uh, kind of sealed the deal for us and still gave us hope. And had we taken care of business against the Raiders and the um, the Packers, maybe it'd be a little different, but that gave us hope at that point. We had beat the Ravens, which we hadn't done a whole lot over the last couple of years. So that's my number two. My number one is the Denzel Ward uh, pick six, 99 yards against Joe Burrow and the the NFC North or AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yeah, it, it sucked that uh, that that was one early in that game, but that kind of set the tone for that game. And I mean, looking back, that might be our biggest win of the year because we didn't beat many uh, teams with a winning record. So yeah. that was a huge play, biggest play of that game. 
turned the tables uh, quite a bit. So that was my play of the year. And I, I was, as I was thinking back, I'm trying to think of like, well, was this season ever like, do we feel good about this season? Remember we, we started three and one. And so, then- right. For us to start three and one. And then what, what are we seven and nine now? Yes. So, so we, we won, <laughs> we went four and eight. After that, so we lost two games for every one game that we won, and yep. yeah, it's not hard to to see why we're not a uh, a playoff team this year. Also, uh, honorable mention the uh, Miles Garrett strip sack and touchdown. Sure. So you got to throw that one in there too because that was amazing. I mean, so I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of good plays for Cleveland, but there's not that like you said that defining play that just stands out. Like the only one. Like you said, with the ward, with the, you know, the pick six run all the way back, they had to get oxygen for like the next six minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just things of that nature. But it, it's been a very, as a Browns fan, we had such high expectations, and it was just a disappointing year. Um, you know, we the expectations weren't met, and you know, something we got to look forward to after this because, good thing is, Bri, is Cavaliers are doing great. So they go. There we, trade. Go. we will get yeah. into them after the football season. Sure. Uh, we, we did not touch on Michigan getting their ass kicked by. Uh... Well, <laughs> let, let me say something about the Michigan game. Um, as, as I was thinking back about the Browns season, um, you know, thinking uh, by far Cincinnati was our best game, trying to think of the most important plays of the year. I said Denzel Ward. You also have the Nick Chubb run that was super long, was well, a 70-yard run, and then yeah. one of Baker's best throws of the year when he actually tried to throw it downfield and connected with DPJ. Um, you know, that went for a touchdown, and that was something that, to bring it back to last week's game, I was just – I was crushed that on third and 20 or fourth and 19 or whatever it was, just throw it up. Just hope that your guys can make a play or – just so happens we get a pass interference to continue that drive. I mean, we didn't even try. It's like we're, we're throwing five yard outs. We're throwing to the line of scrimmage. We're taking a sack. Just throw it up. Come on, take a chance for crying out loud. And you don't know if that's Baker just being too scared or Stefanski just like, you know, harping on him that you cannot turn the ball over. So whatever it is, let's get a fresh start next year with whoever's here and, uh, we're Browns fans. We'll be Browns fans this time next year. We'll be Browns fans in eight months. We'll talk ourselves into uh, another Super Bowl run. And, yeah, there's brighter days ahead. All right. So we got to get into our trivia. And you said yeah. who was the first person on a Madden cover, correct? First featured NFL player on a Madden cover. First featured. And can you at least give me the year? I can. 2001. Are Anybody sure come to mind? Are you sure that was the bad year? Yep. It's 2001. Because John Madden was on the cover every year up to then. Was he an Ohio State player? Oh, there you go. Did Justin give you this? No, he was not. The, the uh, reason, there was two in, in my head. There was two. And it was okay. either I because I know Desmond Howard did the NCAA one. I don't know if he did the football one. Or it was Charles no. Wilson, but no. I knew I knew that Eddie George was on the cover of the 
uh, Madden. I didn't know it was the first one because I know there was a couple other Maddens that were before him that was just John Madden. Do you and, know who's tw- 2001? I'm trying to think that now. No. Uh, Culpepper was 02. Um, That's why we have Google. I mean, what are we doing here? We have Google. I had Vic in 06, McNabb in 07, uh, Vince Young in 08. 2001, though, I can't remember. Uh-huh. Or no, 2001 was uh, Eddie George. 2002, okay, it was Culpepper. All right. Um, what about there were two uh, two athletes that appeared twice on the Madden cover. So, just so you know, the first Madden cover, Garrison Hurst. Not from what I saw, but it was a '99. Barry Sanders, Dorsey Levins were two of them in 2000. Culpepper was 02. Marshall Falk was 03. Michael Vick was 04. Ray Lewis was 05. McNabb was 06. 07 was Sean Alexander. Yep. 08 was Vince Young. 09, Brett Favre. Who was 2012? I am trying to... It won't let me scroll past. All right, so Brett Favre. Uh, 2012 was Peyton Hillis. That's right. Uh, you had Larry Fitzgerald, Troy Polamalu, and were 2010. Drew Brees was 11. Adrian Peterson, Sherman. Odell was 16. Yep, I remember that as a giant. Gronk was 17. And Brady was 18. AB, 19. Um Mahomes, then – so Mahomes and Brady are the only two that have been on two uh, covers because yes. they were on both together. Lamar oh, yeah. was just on 20, 21, was it? Yes. So, I mean, that's a good group. I mean, that's it's actually quite amazing. So, Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of Madden curses going back those years. <laughs> Peyton Hillis is one of them. The only reason he got it was uh, <laughs> we voted him in, so – um, I, I, I know, uh, my, well, shout out to my brother and his uh, his nerds down at the nerdery with the calculators coming up with, like, uh, different ways for you to vote for Peyton Hillis every five seconds, like, <laughs> automatically. And, <laughs> hey, shout out to the Browns fans. You know, if you if you give something, if you put a contest in our hands, we're going to vote the hell out of it, and we're yes, going to get are. our guy to the top. That's what we did. Uh, Polly is chiming in. Polly, Vinnie Mac is not here, but we are. Thank you so much for chiming in. What's up, uh, Polly? We are here. We're at the end of the show, Bri. Yep. Uh, we got to get out of here. I mean, it's already been yep. over an hour, like always. Like you. So, it, you know, we've been going over. We didn't even get to talk calves. So, but we will talk calves right next week and we will go there. Funny. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get there when we get there. But uh, thank you guys for watching. I appreciate everything. We love our troops and first responders, uh, especially during this whole COVID mess and everything else that's going on. You know, everybody's, it's just crazy right now, especially here in Ohio. So, you know, just be cautious, be careful. Uh, Brian, do you want to give him a God bless? Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless America.
All right. We are Legal Ham of the Face. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, and follow our show. Uh, it helps us out a lot. It, it also gets it out to other people. If you like our show, I, I appreciate everything. Everybody in the comments, everything else tonight, I appreciate you guys. So thank you so much. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. See ya. He's still crying.